So Hunter, Damien, we're here with a guest. Who is this guest? Introduce yourself. My name is Ben. I'm a global warming advocate. <laughs> Not enough right. methane in the, in the greenhouse. I'm pushing towards more global warming. Have an oh, interesting, interesting take on the situation. To speed things up. I, okay, I think it would be smart to uh, have more global warming because Canada would be nice. And Canada yeah. has a lot of land. Yeah, a lot of untapped farmland there. Probably same with Russia. Yeah. Well, then we'd be giving them a bunch more arable land, which... Well, maybe maybe that would give us no, an incentive to invade. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, we take... Cleveland starts the invasion. No, Cleveland would be nice. That's the move. Buy land in Cleveland. Florida goes underwater. It would get rid of, you know, everybody on Social Security. Yeah, Lake yeah. Erie is going to look be popping off. Yeah, they get a house on the hill. So I had sent a article to the two of you. Ben didn't read it. Oh, interesting. That's because I didn't read it either. But I know what yeah. ESGs are. Okay. Um, is that what we want to talk about? Yeah, environmental, social, and governance. I think, I mean, I get the, I think it's an interesting topic because uh, when you have capitalism that's run unchecked, uh, I mean, we talked about this last time, It uh, it's the uh, tragedy of the commons where the environment is taken for granted and we take stuff out of the ground and the cost is to the environment while we make things and we benefit from it. Make if money. we have, if, yeah, we fuck bitches and make money. In this case, we fuck the environment. And yeah, we get we get all the capital gains within our lifetime and offset all the costs for the next generations. Yeah, in a way, we are borrowing from the future by not having something that takes into account the externalities of capitalism on the environment yeah. and on and on other things, social social things. I think so. Uh, so ESGs, economic, social, and governance measures are supposed to be criteria by which businesses and investments and in, in firms are judged by as to their um, ability to give back and make them attractive in the investment marketplace. And as of now, there are no um, regulations to enforce ESG criteria. I guess there's some concern about from businesses that that might be made mandatory. But at the moment, it to me, it kind of seems like I guess one of the issues with it is that because it's voluntary and there's no sort of central organization, anybody can do whatever they want and say it's an ESG measure. I say that's correct. I mean, I think it's not, I don't know if it's, it's probably not illegal or not legal to, I mean, it's not like a requirement for companies to have these ESG, but I mean, the, the social part of it, I imagine that's probably talking about wealth equity and wealth equality and uh that probably includes uh diversity and inclusion parts of companies and uh, yeah. if you don't embrace that in a company nowadays or in a corporation you're behind the curve and you're probably not gonna get talent that you're looking for so even though it's not a legal requirement you it's definitely a major part of corporate culture nowadays yeah but anybody can say that they have values of diversity and inclusion 
but just hire based off of merit as they've always done. And then what, and then they would have to have some kind of criteria that says we're going to hire X percentage of people within this demographic to, I don't, I don't know. Otherwise it's unregulated. Oh, is it? Yeah. I believe they have requirements to hire a number of diverse people, whether it's gender-based or whatever. And, and they probably sometimes do pick some people over others, not based on merit. Okay. But then there's other things. I mean, when you're, trying to be creative, brainstorming, having different opinions and different backgrounds can be good to come up with new ideas. And the other question is morale in a company. If you feel like you're an outsider, yeah. you're not going to be productive. If you feel like welcomed, and like there's people that understand your point of view and ideas, you know, if you like your team and your company, you're going to be a lot more productive. So it's, in some ways, helping productivity, even if it's, you know, not the same kind of merits. That makes sense. I'm here for that. Alex, here for that. I didn't, I don't think it's necessarily a regulation or a requirement, but corporations certainly have adopted it. I think they, I mean, I think they have adopted it because it usually results in better business and uh, usually has better business and financial results. No, there are requirements for vendors. Um, if you're for a cut for like a if you're working with the government, probably or working with a yeah, specific um, investment firm that has a criteria, I guess. No, but even like my old roommate worked in, or he was an engineer with construction and would kind of do the designs. But when you hire companies to actually do the work, you literally have to hire. Um, diversity or uh, you know minority owned businesses and there's a requirement for that and so there's literally companies that you know just start to get that little niche of money put away for different jobs that need to be minority owned construction companies and things like that so that from a vendor point of view there is a requirement there I think that's only certain industries I think that's uh, yeah no definitely. working working with in my experience with the military, they're going to prefer a woman-owned business or a small business, and there are certain criteria that you have to hit to be considered that. And then if you are considered a woman-owned, minority-owned, or, or a small business, then um, you're going to be preferred to by the government to do business with. So I, the government certainly creates that diversity and inclusion culture by making it a requirement for contractors. But I don't okay. think it's it's you necessarily like have to have a company, but it's you do get an edge if you qualify. Yeah, you get a competitive advantage with government contracts. Yeah. Yeah. And besides requirements, better business, better work cultures, if you Papa John's. have an organization that does not hire women or diverse um you know, work culture of people, you're just going to get a bad social rap reputation and people are going to start hating the company. So, I mean, you have to do some things for the, you know, the view of everyone. So I, um, I, I wanted to bring up the ESG thing because I've heard a couple podcasts where people seem to be opposing the idea and I'm not really understanding 
what the main opposition is because it's voluntary at the moment. It's totally up to the consumer to what degree they choose to trust that businesses are following through with these values. So what I'm, I'm trying to just figure out like, why is there opposition to ESG besides, I guess, people who already have market share and don't want to give it up with added, I don't know. I, really, I just don't get it. What are your guys' thoughts? Hunter? I was waiting for Ben. Oh, okay. um, well, uh, uh, I think the argument is it makes it not a merit-based process when we implement diversity and inclusion uh, methodologies of hiring people because you're going to look at somebody and just because they're a certain, they identify a certain way, you're going to choose them to meet a quota over somebody who doesn't fall in that class of people and that person that doesn't fall in that class of people might do the job better so i think that's the argument is that it's not a merit-based process and it's more of just like checking the box and they may not necessarily add value to the company i think that's the it's, it's been based on it's basically in a if you just choose color your the color of your skin as one way to look at it it's making a it's almost making it a racist decision because somebody is a different has a different color skin because they help you meet your quota even though the other person could may be able to do the job better that's the i argument. think there's even a within investing there's a movement towards you know these esg companies even to the point of creating I guess, mutual funds or whatever funds of only these companies yeah. and so it's beneficial to cut corner i mean some companies i'm sure are honest with their policies to make it on that list but then there's incentive to cut corners and get more investments or more people invested into the company if you can get in that fund so are you saying that part of the opposition to esg is that because there's no official regulation or standard it's very easy to potentially to say that you're ESG. I think so. Yeah. It's, so it's not, it's not a very, it's a mean, it's a hopefully meaningful idea, but there's not a lot of necessarily traction. In Basically like if you go to the store and it says like a natural food or something like the words that don't have any meaning on a food. Yeah. Natural flavors. Or things like that. Yeah. Like organic may have actual uh, requirements and um, yeah, to to get that name, but maybe there's you know there's ways to cut corners to make food look healthy, and it's actually shit. And maybe companies can do that too to become an ESG company. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought up the organics because that's exactly what I was thinking about with this ESG is that it's largely, I think, um, a Sorry, I'm distracted by you guys texting each other. Um, it's largely a marketing thing as far as I can tell. But with organics in the United States, there's a regulatory body, which is the marketing division of the USDA. Um, so when people hear that, they think, oh, organic agriculture is just marketing. It's just a ploy. It doesn't, there's nothing to substantiate it, but that's not true. There's a whole thick book of rules you have to follow, follow to be able to be certified organic. Um, and... Uh, you want to run to the back bedroom real quick? Yeah. All right, Hunter, we're, let's um do a quick pause because we've got my aunt walking in, all right? Pause. Pause.
back. Anyway, I just wanted to have a topic to bounce off of. Um, oh, we're bouncing off that topic hard. Bouncing to... Hunter just keeps wanting to go to uh, diversity and inclusion. Well, that's the only thing that I have yeah. experience with. I don't have... Uh, I mean, in my company, they, I don't see any incentive to use renewable energy or anything. Like, what's the... So I, what's I, don't, I don't see that in my day to day. I do see diversity. Well, I wonder inclusion. if that's okay. I mean, that triggers a couple of questions for me. First of all, what's your experience with diversity and inclusion? And second of all, um, why do you not see any good stuff with renewables? Yeah, well, the second one's loaded. The first one, I mean, I I think it's a good thing. I think the, I think what we're doing with diversity and inclusion is we're getting more people involved so that it's not, it's not, uh, things aren't concentrated in some arbitrary definition of people. Yeah. So, so I think, I think it's going to be hard to make that transition. So I think we are planning for the future and making things more equal by, by doing the, by taking these measures now, I guess affirmative action is, would be one of those. Uh, but in the hopes of making things more equally dis distributed among people in the future. And I think if there's a smaller difference of wealth uh, distribution between different groups of people, I think that leads to less strife and less problems overall, but we got to start somewhere. I think it's, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good thing, but the process of getting there, I think is a little messy. And I think, um maybe like case by case basis sometimes it's not as like you're it's not not necessarily merit merit meritocratic 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 yeah. meritocracy meritocratic yeah, the adjective form so do you have your personal experience is just um isn't necessarily in doing any of the hiring decision making it's just seeing how the benefit plays out in human resources to have a greater greater um qualitative spread of people i think i think it's certainly harder so i'll give you an example uh the so the ceo of my company makes a fuck ton of money he makes like uh i think like 14 million dollars a year between stocks and and salary and all that stuff nice. he recently hired a guy uh, he as a he reports to the CEO and he's a president of one of the operating companies, um, and uh, his his sign on bonus was like fourteen million bucks. Oh. That's and that like a like a fucking football player. Um, yeah. So, but I don't. I'm ju I'm judging from the outside, but the the dude they hired is a black gentleman, and uh, I'm sure he has all sorts of value that he brings to the company. But I guarantee you, he is more valuable the fact that he's black is is makes it more valuable to the company so i think i guarantee other big corporations were looking for a high caliber person for a role like that and uh i i guarantee you they were fighting over this dude to to bring him on and so at that point you're saying it's just like a social image point of view well i think they're i think they have a quota and they're if they're able to show that then i think it's going to be reflected in in the shareholders view of the company 
So I think the fact that he is black is an asset to the company. Yeah, absolutely. And his, well, and I think that's my. So you asked my experience. I saw his sign-on bonus. Nobody fucking gets a fourteen million dollars sign-on bonus. That's insane. No, that's even even at low. the high level. Like who? What is a sign-on bonus? But at, I, I get the feeling that it was because other companies were trying to hire him too. Yeah. And they had to sweeten the deal to keep him. Oof. So, I mean, in other words, if if there was another person who had all the exact same uh, qualifications and experience, but they, on the piece of paper, they wrote that their ethnicity was Caucasian, then they might have had a two or three million dollar signing bonus. Probably. I'd say it's, yeah, it would have been less. Yeah, 14 millions. But again, I mean, I could be totally wrong. This That's that's what it looks like. Yeah. And uh, at that level, it's, you don't see at that that's where the inequality is at that level and so when you have someone else that fits the like checks those boxes off and they're also a high caliber person it just makes them that much more valuable definitely um and then the second question was renewables yeah uh so i mean the whole point of esgs is to put to quantify the cost of externalities and capitalism. And so an ESG for renewables, it makes sense. We're not uh, adding carbon. We're not doing emitting carbon, uh, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and causing the, uh, you know, global warming. Uh, but like, if you're going to assign these, these values to the externalities, you need to make sure they're fucking right. And uh, what they don't do for renewable energy is look at where do we get the materials to make the renewable energy? So where do we get the materials to make the solar panels? Where do we get the materials to make the wind turbines? Nobody talks about that in the ESGs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what's bad about ESGs is when a group gets in there and they dictate what those ESGs should be and they have it wrong and that's going to do more damage to the system than if we just let capitalism run by itself. So I think it's, uh, it's important to make sure you get your shit right. If you're going to start saying like, Oh, well, we got to start taxing, um, nuclear power, for example, and not in, in subsidizing solar power and wind power instead. I think, uh, I think, I guess my point is, it's it's even more important to get things right and you can't let a certain group of people dictate what the what is right and what's wrong you gotta you gotta I just make sure you, you get it right i think nuclear power has been shit on it because uh um i guess people just don't understand it very much and radiation sounds scary because it's something you can't see well a, a coal powered plant um, if, if you have like a coal fire or a gas explosion that sucks for that plant and maybe for people that are really close to it, but a nuclear reactor going off can suck for uh, a lot more people, I guess, which is the, where the fear comes from. And of course, there is the association in people's mind with a nuclear power plant and nuclear weapons. Plus, since- that, that second point you just made the if something if the nuclear power plant goes off that is not a statement that makes sense i was about to say that what does that mean that's that doesn't that's part yeah. of the misunderstanding of 
nuclear power. And if you look at the deaths caused by nuclear power per amount of energy that it creates, so deaths per kilowatt hour produced by nuclear power, and you compare that with solar and with wind, wind and solar are more deadly than because nuclear people, power is. People are falling off those turbines all the time and and yeah it's just it's just have you seen the video of the two guys on top of the wind turbine on fire and they do anything <laughs> but burn to death no i haven't but that sounds awesome mm-hmm. yeah. we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> but, um, yeah but that's the point i think the but civilians probably would wouldn't really die from wind or solar it's the it's the well not civilians that don't, civilians don't die from nuclear power either. No, like no people died that. from radiation from Fukushima. No idea. But the image do of you remember? Did. Do you remember Fukushima? That's yeah, the yeah. in 2012. Yeah. Just yeah, throw a number out there. How many people died? Yeah, died from Fukushima? from radiation because of. Uh, no. I'm, I'll say thirty. It's zero. Zero okay. people died. Even the old people they sent in to do the repairs? Even them. Zero people died from radiation. Yet, so far. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Well, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean... It's scary the... because it's invisible, and I don't know what it is. And it's The also... devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Right. And, and it's also scary because... The vested interests that prop up the media, perhaps, um, push certain agendas and certain stories. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me correct my statement. One person died from radiation. Uh, It was lung cancer that they got, and that was four years after the fact. That's One person is infinitely more than zero. It is. It's also a lot less than how many people die from solar and wind. Correct. And this is – and that's a – once in a lifetime catastrophic event. Well, we we've had numerous once in a lifetime events, right? We we had Long Island, we had Chernobyl. Three Mile Island was not okay. How many people died from Three Mile Island? At least one. Due to radiation. He's he's searching it up. <laughs> he's looking it up. The TMI two accident caused no injuries or deaths. Oh boy. No injuries or deaths. It was just scary. Chernobyl, I think Chernobyl was the worst. Yeah. And that was a that was a type of reactor that didn't have the same passive safety uh, systems in place to prevent it from uh, trying to think of the right term. Prevent it from getting like a runaway runaway reaction where it basically it's heating up and heating up. They the didn't have the, the, the way they're designed now is if if uh, something fails, then the reactor turns off. Right. They've got fail-safe mechanisms. It's a it's it's passive. So there's like there's active fail-safe and there's passive fail-safe. And the yeah. way they're designed now, passive fail-safe is if it has a if something goes wrong, it just gravity pulls it down, for example, and it turns off. Uh, I see what you're saying. There's no action required. Yeah. Yeah. When, okay. Well, that's that's great. I mean, I don't really have anything against nuclear. I, I, if I was doing anything, I was just playing devil's advocate. 
Um, but you know, there are Fuck some things. Fuck you, that, Alec. I'm just kidding. There are some things that get a disproportionate amount of certain kinds of attention, right? Like, so if you compare how many people die from shark attacks versus how many people die from car accidents, it's like it's it's very very low of anybody getting injured or killed by a shark attack. However, you never hear about people dying in car accidents, and and the rate is like incredibly high. I would even say another similar comparison is just like how much people freak out when one Tesla auto driving gets into an accident that it's like so dangerous. Like auto driving is stupid. Like how could like it was. I don't know, like an anomaly that like the computer saw something and it crashed into a truck and went through an intersection. But it's like, okay, like, you know, how many people died today driving their own cars? Like, yeah, trust me, it's way safer than humans driving them. That's a great comparison. Thank you for adding that, Ben. Such value. Fuck yourself, Such value Hunter. Add. So, Hunter, um, <laughs> do you think women should be paid as, <laughs> as I think men? They should. I think everybody should be pissed. Should be paid as what is a woman? And what is a man? Um, yeah, so you watched that Matt Walsh movie, huh? Yeah. He, he's kind of a dick. I mean, he's funny at times, but he's also a dick. There were some ridiculous people that he interviewed, but I'm also sure that he cherry-picked the people that were the most ridiculous to include in the show. Okay. Yeah, he spent a year interviewing people and then poking them and prodding them and then editing it down to make him look like, make himself look like a hero. I mean, there were, but there were still some ridiculous folks. The the professor. That professor was one of the most ridiculous, yeah. And then the both of the females that he, I guess, I don't know what one of them was. There was, the, there was the, the female doctor, and then there was like the yeah. the transsexual doctor who did operations on kids, right? To change their yeah, sex, which is a fucking ridiculous. Is that not ridiculous? <laughs> I, I agree, it's ridiculous. I mean. Because we don't trust a child's ability to operate a motor vehicle. We don't trust them to make higher level cognitive decisions because they don't have sufficient amount of development. And yet we're going to say, oh, yeah, they know that they need to be switched bodies. I don't know. That doesn't yeah. seem quite right. There's nothing wrong with it. But when it's when you're letting it happen to 12 year olds, or I don't know from this movie how old they were. Was it eight- yeah, They were preteens. Yeah, some of these I surgeries. Think that is obviously a an issue. Yeah, I forget what the question was. And the whole, but everybody should be paid based oh. off of their merit, <laughs> right? And by the way, everyone, open the link I sent in our show correspondence. Yeah, so Ben hasn't been uh, actively engaged in what we're talking about. He just wants to show a video of people burning to death <laughs> on top of a fucking windmill. Jamie, pull that shit up. <laughs> Blue, pull it up. Right, can I do that? Can I do that? We need to find a way to record this and show videos and shit. Yeah, we can. That's step number two. Yeah, you. It's Zoom. Yeah. It's How Zoom. do I fucking show a video? You turn your cameras on and share the screen. Do you Shut not use the fuck up. Work? God, Ben. <laughs> You're never coming back. <laughs> okay, it's a oh, picture. I guess I could share a screen. Here you go. But it's I need picture... it on my. How do I put it on my computer? It's on my phone. Um, emails we'll have to figure it out for next time I think we can't oh be God. doing it in the middle of the cast so it's a picture of two people atop a burning <laughs> windmill 
And the title is Last Week Two Engineers Died When the Windmill They Were Working On Caught Fire. This might be the last picture of them. Okay, sorry, it's not a windmill, it's a wind turbine. But yeah, they, they, yeah they're like a farm. They're hold they're holding each other like ten stories up in the air while they're, and they're dying. And there's fire Have you all ever around seen them. a similar picture on a on top of a nuclear reactor? No. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> Anyway, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it on. I'm gonna share it. This was in the. Oh, I'm gonna come. This is in the town of. Okay, this uh, wind turbine fire was in the town of. That's the name Utgensplatt. of the town. Utgensplatt. Utgensplatt. Yeah. In the oh, Netherlands. How do I share my screen? There you go. I watch this, bitches. Oh, it's not a fucking it. video. It's no, an it's image. an image. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are well, yeah, like the, there are videos. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're thou. They have to love yeah, us and embrace for sure before the they. In the first comment, did they? Uh, it's a dead page. Did they jump off? Yeah, what's the follow up to that? Yeah, I don't know. He's scrolling through I the probably, comments. <laughs> I probably wouldn't just burn to death. I was probably swan die. You would have burned to death. No, I would not. Ben's saying, you know, would you rather burn to death atop a wind turbine or jump? Well, I mean, you're eventually going to fall down. Yeah, but are you going to be conscious and alive when that happens? That'd be kind of fun, though, to jump down. Have you been skydiving before? I have not. It's exhilarating. You went in Australia when you won, <laughs> won it in a yeah, contest. You went by yourself, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I went. I was strapped up to some Aussie fucking guy. I went outside Rabbit of Rabbit. Atlanta, Georgia. Hey. I had oh, nice. literally the guy strapped to my back was probably three hundred pounds. <laughs> Not even joking. It was just I just felt his his gut in my back, <laughs> and he just made boner jokes the whole time. Yeah, it was good, <laughs> good experience. At least it have been a soft landing, or hard, yeah, depending on how you're looking at it. it. Well, soft in places. Bumpy ride. Hard in other places. All right, so I don't. Yeah, turn the video off. It's just it's an image. We'll put it in the show night so people can see two men fearing for their lives, ten stories in the air, surrounded by fire. Oh, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's exhilarating. If you if you walk away from that, you're a hero. Oh yeah, but they're probably not. I don't know if a hero. That'd be a crazy story. If somebody saved them, then they'd be a hero. The, technically speaking or if they repelled mission impossible style yeah that'd be pretty sweet or maybe like one of them saved i think to be a hero you're like saving people yeah you can save yourself are you a hero you if you save yourself or just selfish there's a good trailer if you're uh, a good person <laughs> what's that <been? laughs> there's a trailer for like a climbing movie i just saw that had a similar plot Oh, he, he's dangling in the air, and he's got to figure. And a out. wind turbine. And yeah, it's it's on like, fire. It was like a <laughs> very specific. Uh, yeah, good. it was just like a spire. Okay, Ben, you're on. He's on Jamie duty, where he's like, he's just trying to pull things up. But it, it, you the movie's called Fall. F A L L. Nice. Watch. I mean, is this? Oh, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you spelled that. I would have been confused. <laughs> As opposed to F A H L. 
F A W L. Should actually, uh, no, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, you're not cultured enough. <laughs> it's a type of great from Cleveland. Yeah, so uh, you do a lot of wine tasting up there in the Cleveland area. <sighs> there's a lot of uh, wineries up here. There's uh, there's like thirty, probably twenty minutes from my house. It's, it's good. uh near Geneva on the lake, and they're known for their ice wines because they make them in the wintertime. Some of the wines in the wintertime, and if you do that, you turn out really sweet. So the mm. the ladies usually like that, and I like it too. So it's kind of good sometimes. And they have um, uh, they have like slushy wines. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Well, we know what we're doing for Christmas break, don't we, Ben? Going yeah. to uh, what well, do you drink them? Are they just produced in the winter, and then you drink them in the summer as a slushy? Um, you drinking slushies in the winter? <laughs> you drink nothing. <laughs> I mean, like ice cream man, ice cream truck in the wintertime, or <laughs> with the snowplow in the front. You know, I don't know if they're open in the wintertime because it's like fucking snowy and uh, everything's like dead. They make the the ice wine in the wintertime. That's why it's called that. Because okay. that's cold. Summertime out. drink. Have you ever gone ice fishing? That's the, my next question. I have not. The best time, the best time to go to the wineries though, is in the fall. Is like uh, now. Because it's when the leaves are changing, and uh, mm. it's just nice wow. out. It's a fun time. And the air is crisp in Cleveland. Crisp. Crisp as the ice one. Uggs. Pumpkin spice lattes. Ben's minimally engaged in this conversation. He's just been going through social media. Well, I think I do like his contributions, especially the one with the two guys falling <laughs> to their death. So what happened was the the turbine set on fire. Yeah. And the two guys were up there. And, and maybe you and should yeah, go back to the social media. They're dead. Um, you don't think I've added anything to the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the review. What have we learned today? Uh, diversity and inclusion is can be good. Check. Nuclear power, good. Check. Wind turbines, bad. Check. Well, um, yeah, not bad. Um, so Hunter, when were we all getting together so we can do an in live in person podcast? Uh, I don't know. It depends when you come to my house in Cleveland. We can do it in the office. Hmm. Are you going to Niceville? Counter proposal. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Do you guys go back for Christmas? Uh, I haven't. The only reason I would have any reason to go back to the Panhandle is to do a podcast with you guys in person. Well, that means a lot to me. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. <laughs> It's. I feel like I can do it at Derek's house. I feel like I've created a Facebook event and everybody's hit maybe. <laughs> and I'm still gonna well, put we out. Gotta, we gotta figure cake. out. We all live far away from each other, so I mean, it's a. Yeah, figure out the details. We should do a podcast with everyone. Uh, it'd get yeah. chaotic pretty quick. Who's everyone? Scott and Derek. I don't know. Oh. I'm just kidding. I don't think Derek would want to do it, but I would love for him to come on and talk shit. Then we have to secretly record him. It'll be a secret oh. cat. 
I see. I agree with that. That's a, um, okay. I've been working on being like having integrity and I think that's a really good way to demonstrate that I have integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, put, it's put someone's intimate thoughts into the public without their knowledge or consent. Yes. Trustworthy comes to mind. Yeah. If we hang out at Derek, set up cameras. Maybe we should switch it to MTV. Dose him first. I think we got a winning formula. I would almost rather get his permission to do a podcast with him and and sneak psychedelic drugs into his drink than then record and him then, without his permission. And then ask so, why so, he got a vasectomy. <laughs> and let him talk. Um I don't want to talk about why I got a vasectomy. You got a vasectomy? No. No. Drugged in Derek's drink, and then that's the podcast we ask him. I know a lot of people deciding to get vasectomies. I don't understand. Uh, I don't. I don't either. I like to come. I think you still come. <laughs> Derek just did not want that. <laughs> Is this recording? Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure you still come when you have a vasectomy. <laughs> Hey guys, if anyone listening has a vasectomy, <laughs> let us know in the comments the if you still come. We, we have an audience of two. It's when Hunter and I each listen to it once. Yeah, I listened to it and I heard my voice and I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, that's the way it always goes. I'd sound, I'd, in my head, I sound so coherent and I'm putting together such great uh flowing sentences and i sound so fluent in the english language and then i listen back to myself and i sound like i've had trauma point i feel the same way all right i'm gonna pick the next topic what makes you think you're coming back right now the next topic share share with us the your podcast experience with your work why did you do the podcast yeah, I, I hosted it. And edited it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that good. I, I used like a free software, edited it. I did pull a corporate song off the web, um, our like corporate branding website, edited that a little bit into an intro. Mm. No, but then I would like, you would have the body of the podcast and then record an intro and outro separately. Like, yeah, I don't kind of, I Oh, like figured. when you did ads? Like me, your me undie ads? Yeah, we should do fake ads. That's always a fun. Um, this podcast oh, is brought to you by. So, what was the substance of your cast for? That I want to know the yeah. Do that question and then tell me how you how you technically got it done. I don't want to keep using Zoom. This is annoying. I know I use <clears throat> did use Microsoft Teams, basically Zoom, and did the recording, and then turned. Let me answer my question first. What? Well, what about my question? Yeah, he totally skipped yours. Oh, wait, what was you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but then you make it smaller by turning it into a video to a MP3. MP4? MP4. I think it's MP5 now. Um, MP to the sorry, moon. What was your question? My question was, what was the substance of your podcast? What did you It was discuss? like um, within process industries, manufacturing, just like the new... Um, like tech talks about just new like internet of things topics connectivity i mean kind of like the instrumentation that hunter deals with 
but just like different tech topics that have to do with manufacturing. But that's some cool shit. Yeah. I'll drop it. Words. In the <laughs> yeah, man. Let's we want to hear your takes. Sent to when I was interviewing. Um, Hunter, you ever been on any other podcast besides this one? No, this is the first time I've recorded myself talking to somebody. Well, actually, third time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's keep it going. Wait, what did that mean? Have you made a point out? He's at a deposition. <laughs> oh, this is the third time I've done the podcast with Alec. This is our third episode. Yeah. So I'm, you've not made a point. I, well, I mean, this is a lot no. more casual than the previous two. Yeah, this is, I like this more. Is that my fault? Um, but not if Hunter likes it. Then you're, it's your, I mean, he probably could cut some things out. Like, Hunter no, I don't think you should cut anything out. Like, he thinks women should not be paid as much. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't totally on board with that, Hunter. Listen, I didn't say that explicitly. Let's get this straight. Um, yeah, so here's the thing is, I'm not going to do a lot of editing, so it's all staying in. Yeah, I think we should keep it in. There's nothing. Uh, I think this is more fun when it's a little bit uh, less serious. Lucy goosey. And less and less like this is a, a school report that we're reporting. We're doing a presentation on. That's what it okay. feels like when we read the book. Like Mr. Hernandez's class. This was your idea to do to the book club. <laughs> okay. Well, we still do have a topic. We can still have uh, assignments. Okay. Or whatever, reading assignments or discuss a book or an article or whatever. I do like having something to jump off of, having a starting point. Yeah, I as well. And then, and then if we want to get drunk and fuck around, then find out. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll unbutton the top button. Oh yeah. And um, not of my shirt, of my pants. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, boy. Um, cool. What's your favorite Disney movie? Not Red. Is Red's not a Disney movie. Pretty sure it is. I think that's a color. <laughs> it's isn't that the Bruce Willis one? I mean, what the fuck? It's yeah. I think it's a movie. Oh, Red. Are you talking He's about Brave? No, Turning Red is the movie. Turning Red. Oh, I had. It's a, right? about yeah. communist? <laughs> it's it's it that's a one argument you can make. But here, let me I'm gonna share my screen because this is worth looking at. Well what about all the people who don't have a screen? Let's um well, I'm sharing it with you guys. Can you not see oh. the stuff that I show? Oh we're still recording. We're we're waiting. Can you see this? Can you see my screen? I we don't <laughs> see anything. No. Okay, well, I'm recording. It's a movie about this girl who's going through puberty. But you don't realize what the red is referring to until she turns into a giant red monster at the age of like 12 or 13. And she notices mm -hmm. things are different in the bathroom. And you don't know <laughs> the movies about this until like 30 minutes in. Uh -huh. And then you realize she's one giant period monster. And it's, a and, it's, and it's a Disney movie. It sounds like Big Mouth on Netflix. It's just, is it animated? It's a Disney movie. It's like, yeah, it's animated. 
and uh, it's like centered around this, centered around this this Chinese family in I'm guess I don't know United States I guess. Some ABC. And so and so there's like turning red. So you're like, is it China turning red? Like China communism? They got a red. It's a red panda. She turns into a red panda. Yes. Because she's bleeding. The red refers to the blood coming out. Why? Whenever she but gets the, overly wait, excited. What is the what is the blood? What is I don't understand the blood. So when a girl goes through goes through puberty, they turn um, into a red panda. They, they turn into animals. Right? Yeah, there's a monthly occurrence that happens where they bleed, but they don't die. Mm. And when I say they, I mean women. The she's. The she's of the world. The female-bodied persons. Yes, the ones that have the ability to bleed down there without dying. So uh, when Ben was pulling up the trailer and what have you, it looked like there's quite a high uh, budget for the animation. It's high quality animation. Yeah, it's Disney. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, th there was like some real bogus stuff they put out on the Disney Channel. Like they did not have a lot of production value in some of that stuff. This is like fully animated. Yeah, like I mean, the 40s. Did you, know, did you know that Walt Disney was a Nazi sympathizer? Yeah, so was Henry Ford. I did not know that. He did yeah. not like Jewish people. Yeah, not many people do, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, like, for our, listeners, for our listeners, I'm Jewish. <laughs> no, also... oh, I, you're Jewish? No. I thought you were Catholic. Not publicly. Just spiritually? Um, can, Are you being serious? Can I buy them <laughs> gold off of you at a discount? You can't record that. <laughs> I, I don't have the discount. but I don't have any gold either. Oh, you don't? What is your investment strategy these days, Hunter? Uh, going to the moon, baby. My investment strategy is to uh, stop losing money in my 401k. Well, how are you going to do that? <laughs> By putting more money in my 401k. Inflate the economy. Uh, I've, I've been looking at houses to buy for Airbnb, um, but I'm having a really hard time. Pretty stretched in terms of my income versus debt. So my DTI is pretty high. So it's hard to find a place that I can afford. In Cleveland, do you own a house? Yeah, I own a house. Refi. I it's too late. I bought the house in February. No. If I refied, then I'd you be bought in more February. Money. You fool. Yeah. No, that that was a good time to buy. My interest rates like three percent. Okay, it was a I'm, good time to buy right. for interest rates compared to now, but I guess home value is pretty high. I hope you're willing well, to. I had it. This is my second home. I I had a house. I bought one in 2017. Oh, yeah. And I sold that one this year and I bought this one because I moved closer to Solon. There's better schools down you there. You probably did pretty good on that first one, right? I probably made 50 grand. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. It's not 14 million, but it's pretty good. It's not 14 million. I still have to work a lot. Well, I guess that guy still works, right? He didn't get the start signing bonus and then. Uh, yes, 100%. I mean, he's still, I think the, uh, I mean, I think part. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely still working. But, I mean, <laughs> I could retire off 12 million bucks. Easy. But uh, if, it'd be hard to retire if I had a $10 million home 
I had four cars and a second house and a boat or something. I think uh, twelve million dollars might not be enough to retire on. Yeah, I guess we um we grow into our income stream. So with all the toys we acquire. But um but to answer your question, Ben, problems. I'm looking at I want to get an Airbnb, a house to Airbnb and a bed. That's how I'm trying to make money. That's my strategy now. You want to look in Destin? Or where are you Dude, looking? Destin. Oh, just around me. Because I so I would like to look in Destin eventually, but I want to get a place near where I live so I can learn how it works and get it the process down. And then I'd be down to buy out of state. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're we're nodding. Cool. Okay, nodding in agreement. Because they like the places I've looked at, there are people that live in California and they bought a house. I mean, there are people that buy houses around here. And uh, believe it or not, people Airbnb in uh, this part of Ohio. And uh, and they, they don't live here. So somehow they get it done. Well, yeah, if you can, if, I mean, there's people who run sort of management businesses for others to do Airbnb for them and they contract out the cleaning and what have you. Uh, so if you're in a urbanized enough area, you probably find someone who runs those kind of businesses. I have a, I have a buddy who is uh, my old coworker and I went in on, with him on a six unit apartment and, he, good. and he is the, uh, He's the managing director, so he does all the he finds the rent, he does the maintenance and all that stuff. Wait, you have fifty percent of a six unit apartment? No. No, I don't have fifty percent. I don't have fifty, I have a lot less. I have twelve percent right now. Um, but I like but I put money into it and he had other investors too that bought into it and he pulled all the money together and he found the property and he called the people up and said, Hey, you wanna do you want to sell? And then he convinced them to sell. And then so he took all that money and bought the place. And uh, he, formed, he made an LLC to buy it. And I own part of the LLC. And as a, I, and I, talk, I talked to Alec about this. I think it'd be cool to have him on. Talk about yeah. that stuff at some point. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, pretty cool. He's, he's a young dude. He's, I think he's 24. Um, but he's got, he's got his shit figured out. He knows what he wants to do. So he bought the whole property. He doesn't have monthly payments. Well, it's no, it's he got a mortgage. He got a commercial okay. mortgage to buy the house. Okay. For like, it was like seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, something like that. So, and we, I think okay, we. How much percentage we did he put it in? Like the majority of it, or just found a lot of people that would like to get um, in? Well, I think it was. Well, to be honest, it was his family that also put money into it uh i put in 30 grand and i think they i don't know they came up with the rest of this hundred seventy thousand dollars for a down payment so i think when you buy a commercial property they they're looking for like 20 to 25 percent down yeah. and so 20 to 25 percent and then plus i think a couple months of worth of mortgage so i think that came out to be like 170 Oof. of seven hundred twenty thousand. But almost three quarters of a mill house or yeah. multifamily property. Uh, well, um, what's the? Uh, I mean, as long as it's cash flowing and as long as it's staying afloat, whenever you guys, how long are you guys planning on holding it for? 
I think uh, get off the social media, boy. I think five years would be the good amount of time. The, what what you'd want to do with these kinds of properties where you're doing the long term rental, you want to uh, focus on what's called the cap rate, and it's a right. I believe it's a ratio, and you can play with that ratio if you can up the rents of the place significantly. Right. And yeah. that's what we plan to do because he found that it was the rents were a little under market value. I think they were renting at like 900 to 950 a month. And now uh, it's like 1,050 a month. So if you use that yeah. calculation, that 725,000 can easily turn into 800,000 or 900,000. And then you make the money when you sell the place. And so when you sell the place, that's when, you know, that could be 150,000 profit in a couple of years. I think five years is probably what it's going to turn out to be. And then we'd split up that cash based off how much, what percentage of the LLC that you own. Right. So you're say for example, your 30 grand could turn into 40 grand. I, I'm hoping it'd be 60, five years. You're going to double your money. 60, not because out? of the cash flow, but because of the, uh, because of the property value when you sell it. Yeah. So, I mean, what you, you want it to, well, for you to double your money, doesn't everybody have to double their money? Yeah, everybody would double their money. Right. So you'd have to double a hundred. So a double of one hundred and seventy is three hundred and forty. So you're basically looking at the property going up to a million dollars. No, no, is- no, no. They would go up one hundred seventy, and then I would get. So I invested thirty per thirty thousand. Yeah. Um. So I'd probably split that uh, money. So I think I did a calculation. I I wouldn't double it just from the increase in value uh i'd have to look at how i got that number but but that, but if it was one hundred seventy thousand, um i would get 12 percent of that of that difference plus the uh the equity oh. plus the equity pay down over five years and then plus the cash flow over five years right okay so so yeah i see what you're saying if it increases by one hundred seventy thousand grand y'all saw that then you make your money back plus Whatever the same percentage yep. though. See that would yeah, yeah. You're plus, not making yep. a cash flow until then. Right now until it's then. it's not much because he did some improvements on the property. I think this last quarter it was only like eight hundred bucks divided by like so I get twelve percent of that in the last uh I think he's paid out quarterly. Um yeah. so I don't think we're gonna he's start seeing system, yeah. yeah, I don't think we're gonna start seeing like significant cash flows until we get all of the old renters out and the new renters in. Yeah. And then that's going to be more like 800 bucks a month, something like that instead of a quarter. But yeah, you still want to have reserves for the, yeah. For for the income. Yeah. And that that 800 is after he takes out the money for the maintenance. I think he signs like 8% to maintenance and then uh, like 6% to vacancy. And so he has like a running, running cash like pile of cash for emergencies. Yeah. Well, and then you guys just got to sell it before you have to do any major capital improvements, like a roof or. Right. Well, he, I mean, he found a good place. This place was built in 2014. Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah you, dude. Yeah, he found, he, he fucking killed it. He called, he went around and called people. He, and he got a list of numbers of properties with like multi-unit properties. And he literally called the people and it, they weren't on the market. He just called them out of nowhere and said, Hey, are you willing to sell your property? And this, and most people say, no, stop bothering me. Don't call me. And, uh, they did that at this property. He called the woman first 
and she said, uh, stop calling me. I don't want you, I don't want to sell the property. We're not interested. And he found out that she had a husband who also was on the property and he called him and he was like, oh yeah, we're trying to sell the place. <laughs> and, uh, and he convinced him to sell it. So it was, he, that I think the move is to call people and be at, proactive about buying a place and not just going on Zillow and finding a place to buy. Yeah, definitely. I, okay. So I got a couple questions. One, did he have the pool of money ahead of time? Did, did he say, hey, I'm going to get together $170,000 and then use that? And then I'm going to sit on that until I can adequately apply it to an no, investment. No, he, was, he was juggling it all at the same time. Oh, that's it tough, was, man. It was, oh yeah, it was hella tough. He did, we should have him on here and you'll let him explain it. He'll explain it a lot okay. better than I can. Okay. Yeah, and then he has a full-time job on top of doing that? Oh yeah, he's he works at Victorine. The uh, with my last job, he he basically has my last role that I had. So Jeez. he's a sales manager for the for Victorine, which is uh, radiation monitoring products for nuclear power plants. Damn, dude. Are you, are you still interested in starting a company with that cable? <laughs> the uh, I'm kind of out of the loop now. I don't know if I'd be able to add much value at this point. It's been a year. Yeah, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Are you still dealing with nuclear plants? Like your new job? Or is no, it I'm totally out. Oh, okay. I'm in tests and measurements. So I, I work for a company called Tektronix now. And uh, we make just all sorts of tests and measurement equipment. So like oscilloscopes and signal generators, power supplies, and our customers. Like you compete with Siemens? Um. I don't think so. I think Siemens probably buys. So I know. I know Siemens buys from us. What about uh, Texas Instruments? Do you compete with them? We compete with Texas. Uh, I think actually, tech we sell to Texas. So Texas Instruments. So the people we compete with are Keysight and and NI National Instruments. And then there's uh, compete a little bit with Fluke, but we're the same company, so we don't really. And then other companies are like Teledyne, Lacroix. There's a Regal in China. Okay. I don't know if it does ring, ring a bell. Um, we, Teledyne our, does. Our main comp, main customers. I mean, we sell to we sell to everybody. If anywhere from like Tesla to Apple to the the elect, electrician's shop down the road to universities. I love how ambiguous the name of the company Tektronix is because it's like industry core or something yeah they've been around for a while yeah no, they're I've like an 80 year old company i've heard of them it's a good company yeah. oh yeah man. i'm glad you had a good spot as good as cleveland can be they're actually based in beaverton oregon beaverton maybe you should go out there <laughs> why do you say that um because then you get to tell people you're from beaverton It's like, a nice place, though. Yeah. Wait, isn't that where Nike started? It is, yeah. Tektronix is actually next door to Nike. Nice. Go Ducks. Well, actually, no, I just Googled it. Nike abandons acres of office space in Beaverton area. Oh, that's a there's an opportunity there. That's where it's going to be the new entitled opinion office. Yeah. Um, we're going to... Turn it into apartments. We're gonna, yep, we're gonna bring in a bunch of recently graduated kids who don't have any loan. 
um, so they don't have to make any payments and then they can live there for free and they will be unpaid interns and they will do the work for us. Um, the only thing they got to pay for is ramen and we'll provide the uh, heating elements for that. And Hunter, are you taking notes? And we, Yo, that's we, a really we, good idea. I like the unpaid part. Yeah. Yeah. That's you get high quality. Well, it's not about quality. It's about quantity. You get a, a bunch of chimpanzees typing on typewriters, churning out podcast mm -hmm. episodes. And eventually you're going to strike gold and get monetization. What'd you just call them? Uh, chimpanzees. Cut that out. Cut that okay, out. Okay, Roseanne. Bar. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, now they all have to be white since you called them that. Wait, why? Because <laughs> you can't have black workforce that Alec already called chimpanzees. Wait, are we recording? Why? <laughs> Okay, I all right, let me this is this is getting in some hot water. I had a very you I've worked in like with maintenance guys, right? Like very uh, don't post this on Spotify. I'm, this is going on Spotify. They don't nobody's listening to this. Uh so I've worked with some fine. some very rough guys. And this one dude uh, he he was talking about like how hood these other people were. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it, never mind. I'm backing off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when we're rich in a few years, fuck you, money. We have to delete this. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just want to. I want to air out all of my uh, stereotypes and all my prejudices. I want to get it. I want to be able to do a psychoanalysis on myself publicly. Okay, go ahead. Just do a podcast of ranting, racist rants. Yeah, it's um, people who look different than me are scary. I and think that's so what. That's the. Honestly, the root of it. People who look different than me are scary, and it's better to be scared and uh, and cautious than it is to be trusting. Traditionally, I think, yeah. I, I think I think that's a I think that's a just a built-in default in everybody. Yeah. Um, and and also, I'm sure there's some evolutionary ex explanation to it. And also people who don't have the same strand of genetics as me smell kind of funny. Um, so uh, that makes me feel weird. about me because I'm yeah. on a bed with you right now. Are you saying that Ben stinks right now? Um, we're talking about the dog, Blue. Oh. Yeah, he's, he got a little wet earlier. Got him wet. That was great. Very sleepy. Well, um... I, I'm. Uh, I don't know how much more I have to contribute at the moment. Yeah, I think I got to go give my kid some attention. What's he doing? He found a key to unlock my office somewhere. I didn't know that a key existed to unlock this door. So he's in here bothering me. Um, Not really bothering me. He's pestering me about playing. You got him on Minecraft yet? Good job. John. Oh yeah, we play in Minecraft. Oh yeah, you on that redstone? You making those carts go on their own? Oh yeah, he's on that redstone grind, that Minecraft grind. He plays a game called BeamNG Drive. It's like a hyper realistic crashing simulator. Sweet, good. <laughs> there's, there's like, wasn't there a it's need for you, speed? It's where you hijack planes and uh, you drive them into buildings. Nice. You fly yes. them into buildings rather. You play Roblox. Is, is there is the Pentagon an option? Um, I haven't gotten to that level. I think that's a mod you can probably download. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. I think the 
the uh, Iranian mod. I forget what they call it. The jihad mod. All right, we can't post this. <laughs> Canceled. I'm going to cancel myself. Hey, listen, nobody hates me more than me. I'm canceling myself right now. That's questionable. <laughs> I agree. Oh, I, I agree tell me how you feel, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, not me. But... <laughs> not me, just like everybody else that you like, know. There's, there's people out there. <laughs> we don't need to talk about them, I guess. What was that noise? My phone vibrated because mm-hmm. I got a message. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's just uh, let's just say let's just say our gratitudes and say thanks that we don't live in Southwest Florida, um, and it's it's all, all right. good where we are. Beautiful Cleveland. Go Browns. Go Gators. Actually. Yeah. Say later to the Another haters. Another episode of Entitled Opinion. Ben's half Jewish. And uh, there you have it, folks. See you later. Bye.